You are listening to A Taste of Romamu, a Jcast Network podcast. For more information about Romamu, please visit romamu.org. For more information about the other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. I've been thinking all week about a question somebody asked me last Friday after services. Kind of was ringing in my, in my mind, my heart. Right after services were over, someone walked over to me and said, Rabbi, what's with the weird bell? What's with the weird bell? And, and you ring it before the services when you're meditating. What's with the bell? This, this thing here, this, this bell. What's with the bell? And then he said the coup de grace. This is a question that every rabbi in America wants to hear. Is, is it Jewish? Which is a subcategory of that question, is it good for the Jews? Is it good for the shul? Is it good for the Jews? Is this a good bell? Is this bell politically correct? Is it... What's with the weird bell? So it has a little yin-yang symbol on the bottom. It has a kind of Taoist symbol. It's probably pretty sure that in general these kinds of meditation bells are found in, in Buddhism and in Hinduism. Of course, he had me thinking, is it Jewish? Where do we find bells in, in the Jewish tradition? And of course, in our weekly wisdom, in our weekly wisdom in the Parsha tomorrow morning, as we finish the book of Exodus, as we finish the book of leaving Egypt and arriving at Sinai and then the big project, the building project, the capital campaign that is the tabernacle, tomorrow morning we'll finish reading about the construction of the tabernacle and all the details of the tabernacle. And it will reiterate, recap, review. It'll retell in exquisite and painful detail all of the pieces of the tabernacle, including one that is found back in chapter 28 of the book of, of Exodus, verse 33. And there the Torah tells us, V'asita, V'asita al shuryav and you will make on the hem, on, the, on the, the bottom of the coat of the Kohen Gadol, of the great priest, you will make on the bottom of that me'il pomegranates out of blue, purple, and scarlet yarn. And on that hem of the robe, you will place on the bottom of this hem, you will place You will place pomegranates that are blue, crimson, and purple yarn. And then you will attach golden bells in them around. And the Torah goes on. Pa'amon zahav rimon, pa'amon zahav rimon. Sounds like bubble, bubble, toil and trouble. Hear this again. Ready? Listen to the, the, the music of this. Pa'amon zahav rimon, pa'amon zahav rimon, al shulem il saviv. Let them be gold bells and pomegranates, gold bells and pomegranates all around the hem of the coat. V'haya al aron 
and will be on Aaron when he serves in the temple. Vinishma kolo. Vinishma kolo. And the voice, the voice or the sound of those will be heard as Aaron will enter into the Holy of Holies, those bells will ring so that he doesn't die. There it is, folks, bells. <laughs> bells, it's there. Bells and pomegranates, bells and pomegranates. And it's not a law firm, it's not a CD. <laughs> bells and pomegranates, bells and pomegranates. What is this image of bells and pomegranates? The high priest is to wear on the bottom of this very funky looking outfit. Of course, let's not even talk about all the other things. He's got a Ouija board on his chest. <laughs> He's got a, a Rambo sash around his forehead that says, Kodesh Tadonai, holy unto Yudhe Vavhe. And then onto this, then he has all kinds of undergarments, and then he has a linen undergarment, and then he has this wonderful coat, and then on the bottom of the coat, there are these pomegranates and golden bells. And that when he walks, kind of like Shoshana, as we said earlier tonight, you can hear him wherever he goes. Thank you, Shoshana. <laughs> what's, what's the bell within the fruit? First of all, what's the bell? The significance of this pa'amon. I remember being in Israel, my first time in Israel was in uh, 1982 for my bar mitzvah, and we stayed at a hotel that was in Jerusalem that was right on the side of a park called Gan Ha Pa'amon, the park of the bell. He had a kind of a facsimile of the independence bell there, and right next door there was the Inbal Hotel, which was the ringer of the bell. This bell, I heard this word Pa'amon, where does the word Pa'amon appear in the Bible for the first time. So the word pam, pa'amon, pam. In chapter two of the book of Genesis, zot hapam. Adam says, this time, etzem me'atzamai ubasar mi'psari, bone of my bones, flesh of my flesh, lezoti kere ishaki mi'ish lukacha zot. This time, Adam says in the myth, this time, this relationship will be one that comes out from within me. Hapam odet Adonai says Leah, this time I will give thanks to God. Pa amon from the word time. This time, this now. When we ring the bell, the bell brings us back to now. This very moment, this pa'am, pa'amon, this ringing of the bell. And if we think about the image of the bell, and we think about the image of the pomegranate so full of seeds. Says one great Hasidic teacher, the Beit Yaakov, you couldn't have a greater experience of opposites. Pomegranates are full. A bell is empty. For a bell to be able to make a sound, it has to be empty, it has to be halal, it has to be halul, it has to be without any anything obstructing the sound of that bell striking. It says the Beit Yaakov, Yav Yaakov of Ishbitz, that we have here an image of two opposites in the mystery of how opposites come together. But do they come together? How are they supposed to be on the bottom of the robe? 
This was a difference of opinion. Rashi and his whole school thought that in between each pomegranate, there was a little bell. So one pomegranate, a bell, and then another pomegranate. But the Ramban, Nachmanri, says, no, 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 Rashi, you're wrong. The bell was inside of the pomegranate. Inside the pomegranate, visible to the Kohen, to the priest, but barely audible to him. Get this image. Inside of a full, fecund, delicious, delectable, a plerima of plurism of those seeds in the pomegranate is a bell that says, ding. Within the intensity of that expression, that image, that archetype of radical seeding, there is the empty space, the halal of this bell. And says the Ishbitzer Rebbe, in that image, it is a reminder of two directions in our life. From the direction of us looking out, it is a reminder that no matter how far we go, no matter what our achievements are, no matter what our resume looks like, no matter how many seeds we plant in the world, if we forget the emptiness within, which is not empty for sadness or depression, but empty of inherent existence. Who is the I that plants the seeds, says the Ishbitzer? Each and every one of us has an empty bell inside that doesn't signal to us that we are empty, but that we are full of that emptiness that can't be found in the seeds. That satisfaction, that ringing bell, that silent, but ever so, ever so audible. Called the mama daka, that little voice that says, you're so busy planting seeds, don't forget about your inner bell. So amazing to run around all day in the world of pomegranates. I remember one day this week where I was running around, running around. I had a meeting downtown, then a meeting in Midtown, then back downtown, then back uptown. And then all I was, I said, I'm going to go. I got to go here. I got to go see my son play some baseball. So I ran down to this underground baseball area here in New York City. Only in New York, there's a full baseball school in the bottom of a bank. And there it is. I'm in <laughs> the bottom of this bank. And... And I made it, right? I'm there. I'm in the Holy of Holies. I'm the high priest. I've come in to the Holy of Holies. This is where I really want to be. And I see him hit a couple of pitches. And then I'm back on the device. My pomegranate device. My palm pilot, as it used to be. Here I am with my palm. Eric, and, and then I come here and yelling and going, Abba, did you see that home run? Now, I don't need the O's. Thank you very much. <laughs> Thank God he's going to be okay. It's just one, one pitch. It was just one pitch. But says the Ishbitzer Rebbe, you can spend your whole life, you can spend your whole life accomplishing being full as that pomegranate and never once check back in to hear, to listen to the idud, that little sound of your, your bell going... Are you connected? And even more deeply, more theologically, more Buddhistly, maybe, who is the self that wants to own all of those seeds? What is that 
that egoic grasping for all that we do, the claiming of that territory of possession, me, 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 says the Ishbitzer, the emptiness of the bell reminds us that behind all of it, there is a mystery. Behind every, every moment of pomegranateness, there is the inner bell that says, it was God, it was the source, it was the mystery. Another frame, if you look from the pomegranate in, is a sense that great leaders, if they are going to be great, like each of us individually, like a community, has to have some deep core sense of what it is that pushed them into leadership. There has to be some core animating feature, some sound of a bell that is within that leads us towards whatever it is that is the appendage of our life, the leadership we find ourselves in. And to lose our sense of what it is that's internally who you are meant to be is to be back in Henrik Ibsen's Peer Gint. We know this great poem, Peer Gint, who was the great dramatic poem of Henrik Ibsen, he spends his whole life seeking to prove himself and his identity to other people. And only when he is very old does he realize with shock that he's like an onion picked off the moor, layer after layer of pretense and affectation with nothing at its heart. Such a deep idea. One of those moments this week was the, ship was the funeral for a friend who lost his father, and one of the things that people said about his father that was so powerful was that his father was a man of many appetites. He loved so many things, he went so many places. But if you sat for a moment, as I did with my dear friend, the one thing he said to me was that I wish that my father, with all of his extension, had had one place, one bell, one core principle that animated all of that. He said that would have taught me what it is to be a great leader. A great leader is known by their commitments, not just their intentions. So make sure that your, in your commitments resonate with that inner bell. That's the second frame. And the last frame is that we have been in Romamu We've been thinking a lot about the Shema. We've been thinking a lot about that prayer that is so central, those five words, those, those six words, those 25 letters that are the Shema, Yisrael, listen, listen, listen. What does it mean? Does it mean that there's one God? Does it mean that there's one truth? What does it mean to say the Shema, we've been discovering there are so many different interpretations. To be the high priest that walks into the Holy of Holies, says the Torah, means that you are taking a great risk. You're walking into a life and death situation and the sound of your bells is to signal to others that you have taken that risk, you've taken that leap, you've walked into the place of danger, and you survived. It's not a mystery, I know all of you know, that when you say the Shema, the Shema is supposed to be a prayer 
that reminds us of the fragility of life. I think that the pomegranate and the bell is a life and death situation. The pomegranate and the bell is an invitation to be able to hear the sound of unity in a world that is absolutely radically dispersed in so many different ways. Even within the Jewish community, it would seem that the only time we can get together to hear the sound of that bell which is underneath all of the seeds, all of the pluralism, all of the different political positions, all of the different factiousness and sectarianism in our community, all of the seeds dispersed, it would seem that the only time we have time to touch that which animates all of us underneath all of that, that empty heart that yearns for love, for peace. It would seem the only time that we have time for the pa'amon is during tragedy. This past Monday, two, was it Monday night? Monday night here in New York City, 1,200 people got together to hear David Brooks talk about communities of character, building communities of character. There were 36 communities that came together from every ide ideological position, every philosophical stance, every denominational expression, all of them together in Temple Emmanuel, all of them wanting to hear how it is that we can find at the core that empty space that animates all of life. 36 communities. The tradition tells us that there were 72 of these pomegranate and golden bell and 36 on each side of the Kohen Gadol. 36 and 36. 36 communities, 36 separate seeds, all trying to touch the heart of the Bodhicitta, the heart of Shambhala. The great Buddhist teacher Chungam Chukpa Rinpoche said that if you were, each and every one of us, to live a courageous life, we would put our hearts up front. We would take our hand and place it through the chest. He said, through your chest cavity. You know what you would find? He said, an empty heart that is tender. The tender bell of a heart that with just a gentle breeze will make a sound, a sound that says, listen to me. That's the heart of a warrior. That's the bell heart. My Rebbe, Reb Zalman, when I met him, he said, you know, David, you know that right before you die, each and every one of us is expected to say the Shema. That's our final bell call. But we don't know when it's going to happen. And God forbid, he said, if I'm in a car someday, I'm here in Boulder, Colorado, when I get hit, I don't want to waste an opportunity to end my life calling out that underneath all of the seeds, there's one bell, one bell calling. And then he said to me, you know what I did? I hung a little bell from my rearview mirror. And every time I slam on the brakes, the bell rings and I say, Shema Yisrael. <laughs> every time we slam on the brakes. Every time we slam on the brakes. So I want to say back to my friend from last week, see this? This bell, it looks Buddhist, but you know what? 
This bell, oh man, this bell. This bell was inside of pomegranates in the ancient temple. And the great high priest made a little tinkle tinkle when he would walk and he would remember he would remember he was going to the Holy of Holies. He would remember that every moment was a moment to wake up. He would remember that underneath all of the diversity and all of the seeds, there is an emptiness that is unique and yet absolutely identical with each and every human form. He would remember the music, the symphony of the bell. That was what he would remember. So I want to bless each and every one of you that you go out and buy yourself a bell. Go out and get a bell. Get an app, a bell, whatever. It doesn't matter. <laughs> and make a promise to yourselves that when you hear the bell ring, when you hear this bell ring, you'll say, I take a moment to remind myself. I remind myself of that deep core emptiness which is tender that I share with the man and woman sitting there and there and there and there. May God bless each and every one of us. Like the Ishbitzer Rebbe said, to have the humility to be empty enough to be the bell that God rings to remind the world that unity is possible and peace is inevitable. May we have the strength to be the Kohanim, to be the priests. <laughs>